Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hearken to thine inner voice and give thyself a bell. No task shalt be denied if thy will be strong and true. For when a bell is rung, it carries with it the sound of courage, that giveth strength to even the meekest of hearts. So ring thine own bell, and be mindful of its power and might, for twill be thy guide in whatever task thou sets thy sight. Excuse me, waiter, this coffee tastes like mud. Yes, sir, it's fresh ground. Easter eggs that you never want to find. The Dust Bunny. Why did the dad love his barbecue tongs? They just clicked. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart bone exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine practitioner who gives me street cred and whack alternative medicine ass hats. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my wife, Tacey, my partner in all things. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHID. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we're not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. Please go to stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com. I don't want to sound like Aaron Imhold and start begging people to go there, but... Here we are. Here we are. That's dropped off a little bit. That's okay. It's stuff.drsteve.com. Yeah, you know what? You you all have agency. Just do whatever you want to do. But if you do go to stuff.drsteve.com. Buy stuff. Yeah, you can uh, just click right through to go to Amazon. And everything that you purchase there helps us out a little bit. And we really do appreciate it. (laughs) Um, If you're interested in following along with the... um, uh, Phoenix trial that I'm doing. I'm actually in my recuperative period now. You go up a month doing it twice a week. This is the the acoustic shockwave therapy device that you can do in your own home. And if you do it at a med spa with somebody 
holding your jungle region for you and running a probe up and down, which sounds sexy. It's I'm sure it is not. <laughs> um, really hard to keep the shrinkage from creeping in when somebody's going after you with this probe. But it's not bad. It just, you know, kind of it would be embarrassing for me. Although I will have to say I did... Um, do a uh, Brazilian wax for this show once, so I guess I don't have a whole lot of shame. But um, I do uh, really think that this thing is helping me. I didn't need a whole lot of help, but I need some. I'm 67 years old. What the hell? Everybody, uh, you know, where there's natural aging and natural changes, and I can or I can already tell that it's that it is uh, improving my number of. Oh, I don't have to uh, too, yeah. TMI. TMI. Okay, yeah. TMI. go fuck both of you. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so, but it, it is helping. But if you want to check it out, just go to ed.drsteve.com. You get a discount. You can get it uh, significantly off of the list price. And it's a shitload cheaper to get it <laughs> and get one of your own and do it at home by yourself than it is to go to a med spa sure, and do it. Sure. And uh, so it's a month on uh, twice a week, then a month off, and then a month on twice a week. And then you're kind of done, and you just do it a little bit of maintenance once a month or something. <clears throat> so uh, we'll uh, give you the... Uh, the uh, results of that in another few weeks. But anyway, uh, go to uh, simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. That's Dr. Scott's website. And check Tacey and I out on patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We had um, the Troika of Opian Anthony. We've had um, uh, Pete Davidson on there. We're going to have some... Uh, I just... I always feel guilty just asking someone, you can be on our show. I feel guilty asking you. You're right. right. I need to do that. Good point, Dave. Good point. That's a good point. So, uh, but we'll have some other guests on there as well, and then we'll do 100% of any questions that are sent in. We'll answer them no matter how ridiculous. Go to patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. And then if you just want to goof, just go to cameo.com slash weirdmedicine, and I'll say fluid to your mom. I'll say anything you want me to, basically, within within reason. I think I turned one of them down. And, uh, uh, it, yeah, it's cheap. Cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. The location of the greatest CBD nasal spray, actually the only CBD nasal spray that I'm aware of mm-hmm. in uh, in these United States. And it's really good product, great delivery system. Well done, Dr. Scott. Good stuff. Thanks, sir. Give me one of these. <laughs> Better than my technical skills. <laughs> what Dr. Scott is talking about is we are on take three. <laughs> it's fine because somebody doesn't know how to turn their microphone on, right? Um, so, and then check us out at drsteve.com. Uh, we, we've got all the podcasts and articles and stuff there. And no Tacey's time of topics this week. No fast vag facts. No mom swipes left. Although I think they sent us a, a question. We're going to table that till next time. And here we go. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. You can go straight into questions. We promised this for quite some time. And uh, so we've got a ton of questions from the Fluid family, which is our YouTube channel chat room. We don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, I mean, we make a big deal out of the people that come, but, I mean, we don't promote it. So if you show up and there's 14 people in there, that's fine because, you know, this is a radio show. It's not a YouTube show. But if you want to hang out with us, just uh, follow me on Twitter or uh, go to our YouTube channel and uh, just search for Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. You'll find it. And then just click subscribe, and when we go live, it'll send you a notification. All right. I actually didn't even tweet this out this time. So um, we'll see how, how well we do with that. Well, you know what? Screw that. I am going to tweet it out. I'm gonna, by it. God, I'm going to tweet it out right now. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, here's some questions. Here's one for you, Dr. Scott. Or is it? Uh-oh. Hey, Stephen Friends. Hey. It's Evan from Wisconsin. Hey, Evan. Um, very quick, basic question. Uh, long story short, I have a pretty poor diet and I've never really learned proper nutrition, I don't think. Um, and I'm just wondering if you can give 
a real uh, basic just outline of what I should try to take in every single day um, because I'm trying to rework my my eating habits. So that's that's all. Thank you. Love the show. Bye. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? Cool. I think it's <clears throat> it. There are some pretty simple things you can do. That Mediterranean diet we've talked about a bunch. Substituting mit, you know, feet, uh, feet, meat. Substituting <laughs> fish. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, I butchered it three now, times. This is number four. Now we do like pork <laughs> I like to feet. We surely do <laughs> like some pork like feet. Him. It's good to know them's like a good for you. I like them pickled pork feet myself. Yep, them's are good. As Doctor Scott says, you should. <laughs> anyway, jeez, I'm a doofus. So anyway, so we've talked about the Mediterranean diet. We like to substitute fish a lot of times. Oh, you were going to say some, fish and meat. You yeah. conflated fish and meat. Yes. I get it. Yeah, kind of, kind of like I conflated my microphone earlier. But yeah, um, yeah huge fan of substituting uh, fruits and vegetables for for snacks. You know, full of salt, full of processing, fried stuff. You know, potato yeah. chips, etc. But but you know, one thing I love to do is remind people that that the the, the diet's important, but also the the what you eat and how you eat it is important. For for instance, cold foods. Not a big fan of cold drinks. Not a big fan of if you're going to be eating things because, because it why? Slows, your, slows your digestion. Yeah. You want your digestion to work quickly, efficiently. The more efficient it is, the more, the less you dilute the stomach acid with with fluids when you're eating. Typically, the better your digestion is, the less bloating you have, and the better you do with absorbing your nutrients. Hmm. Um, huge fan of oatmeal in the mornings. I love oatmeal, blueberries, um, uh, peanuts. Almonds, et cetera. You know, uh, avocados are great substitutes as snacks. Uh, um, yeah, avocados yeah. are healthy fats. Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> and the peanuts again. You know, olive oil. You know, just what I've told a lot of people is just if you eat a varied diet, mm-hmm. then you're not going to miss certain micronutrients. Right. If, if you have someone uh, cleaning your house mm-hmm. and they always miss this corner. They get everything else, but, you know, just routinely they miss this corner. And then, you know, after a year or two, you see it looks, you know, there's all this filth in the corner or there's dust buildup or, you know, whatever. And um, it's just because they're systematically omitting that. And when you eat, like our son does... Uh, a very monotonous diet, and we got, we're working on him with that. Our, our other son's getting out of it, but we are, the one kid, he he is afraid to eat certain things because it messes his stomach up, and so he's sure. really contracted his diet. Yep. And when you become uh, have a monotonous diet, then uh, you may be missing routinely uh, certain micronutrients, and over time that effect can uh, can build up or compound. Um, you know, I've seen people in my practice that just ate um, such a bland diet that they um, uh, got scurvy. I've seen a case of scurvy Tenny in my room. career. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. the guy, well, the person uh, ate nothing but vitamin C devoid <laughs> things. You know, canned <laughs> canned beans, and I can't remember what the heck he ate. And uh, yeah, so I've actually seen a case of scurvy. Wow, and um, uh, you can do the same thing with other micronutrients that seem to be important. So uh, eating lots of different types of vegetables, yep. different kinds of meat. And uh, I've just uh, really been uh, interested in the data on vegan diets and longevity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to look some of that, that up while Tacey is because she's vigorously raising her Oop. hand. Oh, there. all I have to say is if your plate is colorful, isn't that supposed to be a good thing? That's a good thing. With Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <what>? Chocolate brownies. <laughs> <Yeah>. M&M's. <laughs> very, yeah, all the, you know, and, and another great thing is to just shop, you know, the perimeter of the grocery store. Typically, you'll, yes. you'll find a lot more. Of that's those, interesting, you know, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of how they set things up. Sure. You know, that's, a, that's some, some other good advice. But remember, warm foods, warm drinks, that does help with your digestion. And, your, you know, and I'm also a fan of Have supplements. You, do you know what a fruitarian is? A fruitarian, I can imagine. A fruitarian. But, hey, but listen, the way my day has gone so far, I'm sure my guess would be way off. I a fruitarian am a, is, a, is a nut, a very strange person. <laughs> I am a fruitarian. Well, I want to eat only plants and products that do not result in damage to the plant itself. Oh, my goodness. So that would 
be apples and nuts, but not carrots or potatoes. There was a very famous fruitarian, and his name was um, Cain from Kung Fu, David Carradine. Huh. Or John Carradine. Was it John or David? It was David, right? And uh, Dr. Scott is a pescatarian. Mm -hmm. He uh, excludes meat, but eats fish and seafood. Yep. And I saw you one time eat some godforsaken thing. <laughs> I, I can't remember why you did that. You were starving or something. Uh, what was that that you ate? Do you remember? You would have to remember it. Probably a barbecue sandwich. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a barbecue sandwich, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while I get that kind of carnivorous yeah. craving. And then there's a thing called a dirty vegetarian. Ooh. They avoid meat and fish, but they do not pay uh, particular attention to their diet, eat lots of ready-made and confectionery products. So you can be a, a vegetarian and eat nothing and eat but trash. candy. Yeah, they eat, eat trash. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so I think I, I am a flexitarian, which I value a balanced diet where you eat meat or fish in moderation, but not particularly often, because I'll go days sometimes without eating a meat. Mm. So um, there is, a, are you familiar with the orthorexic diet? No. Okay. The followers of this diet force themselves to have a healthy diet and are afraid of getting sick from unhealthy food. And they set their own defection, definitions of what is healthy. And you're going to, you'll recognize this. Well, some re refrain from certain foods like household sugar, others eliminate whole food groups and eat nothing but raw food. It's a compulsive behavior in many people. But mm. I've seen people just go, does, does your bread have sugar in it? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's, if you're eating bread, starches are sugars. Part of it, yeah. I mean, well, what in the? I know. I mean, sugar is the enemy, no question about that. But, you know, it, it's, it's just go F yourself. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, if we if there was one particular answer, we would know it. Right. And there, there is not one. And you can and there is some data on vegan diets uh, be, you know, pro prolonging uh, lifespan. However, you got to do it right because you can have a vegan diet where you're just eating pasta all the time, pasta and olive oil, and you can be just, you know, 600 pounds being a vegan. So you got to be very careful with that. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just um, my recommendation, like Scott's, just eat lots of different things and mostly healthy things and everything in moderation except for. Everything in moderation. Every once in a while, you blow it out your ass. I think that's good for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yes, yes agreed. Yeah, and, and that's one thing I like to say, too, is if you just really, really, really love something, crave something, well, eat a little bit of it. You yeah, don't have to. Not, I can't do that. See, I, I, can, I can take a, one piece of pie, one piece of pie, and it'll last me five days. Get out of here. Oh, oh, easily. One bite. See, you know what my you motto know, is? I walk in, yeah. Two little pieces of pie is just like one big one. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, d lady diagnosis, who hadn't been on the show in a long time, but she can just eat one potato chip. Mm -hmm. If I eat one potato chip, I will eat the whole bag. I'm like that, too. So I just can't have them. I'm very Salt and that oil and mm, that thing. So oh, good. So good. You throw chocolate on those. <laughs> Ooh. Crunchy, salty, chocolatey, sweet, fat. There was a study uh, that showed that people prefer fat over sugar. And what, the way they did it was they took chocolates that were high in fat and chocolates that were high in sugar, and people would prefer the ones that were high in fat. Mm. I like to mix them up. Yeah, sugar and fat together. And yeah. Oh, M and M peanuts. Come a little on. bit of salt in there. Jesus. Yeah. Or a Mr. Good Bar. Oh yeah. Jeez. So, would you recommend this guy go see a nutritionist, or or would they do the triangle on him? No. Well, they uh, they they're kind of getting away from the tri the pyramid. Yeah. Yes, the yes, the yes. pyramid sucked. Yes. It was. Uh, and if people don't know what we're talking about, that's actually good. But, you know, in the 60s, they developed this, or maybe it was the 50s, developed this food pyramid where it said that the vast majority, the base of the pyramid was was grains. Mm -hmm. And so that's when, oh, you got to eat white bread with every meal and all this kind of stuff. And they, what they were doing was promoting grain sales. 
And that uh, was really what kind of drove this thing. And you see the nation's obesity go. If you look at videos from back in the 40s, or videos, but, you know, films from that were filmed in the 40s of just groups of people at a sporting event or something like that, and then do it now, it's amazing the difference. Oh, heck yeah. The level of obesity oh, is wow. insane yeah. in this country, and it wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, so, the, yeah, the food pyramid kind of blows chunks. But I, I think most nutritionists will tell you just, a, you know, a bal- good balanced diet. If you have glucose intolerance, um, you can still eat bread and stuff. Uh, you just have to limit the amount. And I always told people, no white bread but brown bread. No white pasta but brown pasta. No white uh, rice, but brown rice, that kind of stuff. And that really does help some people that don't have to be on, um, on insulin reducing, or I'm sorry, in, yeah, uh, sugar, glucose reducing medications, but uh, have a predilection for it and I want to be a little bit healthier. So, right on. All right, here's one for you, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Alan. Um, we've spoken before about insomnia and shift work syndrome and um, sleeping pills, and I've been on Ambien before, and it was for far too long. It was about 16 months. Yeah, I mean, it was too, supposed to be short-term. And yeah. I finally got off a night shift and was able to get to a somewhat normal sleep schedule, but I ended up started listening to uh, uh, Dr. Huberman from Stanford. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know who he is. <laughs> He's a neuroscientist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This question is for Dr. Scott um, to talk about uh, magnesium threonate and theanine and apigenin. I started to use those, and it's had some good effects, but it's also had some slight stomach issues, but it seems that I've gotten past that. But is is, is this a viable option that could be long-term? Um, I've also started using lavender and aromatherapy and all that. Um, but, yeah, if you could talk about shift work syndrome and other alternatives aside from Ambien and melatonin, because... I also understand melatonin can have some serious side effects. Well, okay. uh, to include um, testosterone decrease. Uh, thanks for your help, Doctor Steve yeah, man. and Doctor. Oh, oh, Scott. Oh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Cool. And thank. You. So uh, I know a little bit about theanine and apigenin or apigenin. Okay. Apigenin is just a flavonoid. It's they find it in celery and apples and other things like that. And one of the things that they've used it for is decreasing the likelihood of developing breast cancer. Oh. So I've not heard about this in as um, a sleep aid. As a sleep aid. Yeah. So I, while Doctor Scott talks about his thing, I may just um, uh, you know go into uh, uh, you know go deep take a deeper dive. Theanine is just an amino acid. Mm-hmm. It's found in tea and mushrooms, and it comes. Um, in you know L and D, it's a L and D isomer, so there's left right left sided um, molecule and a right sided molecule, and it kind of acts like glutamate in the body. But then, uh, it the way when it comes to sleep, what it does is it affects the brain chemicals of GABA and dopamine and serotonin. So people will use it for anxiety. Mm-hmm. They'll use it as a nootropic. Uh, and for stress and stuff like that, not a whole lot of good scientific evidence to um, support those uses. So mm-hmm. anyway, but probably not going to hurt you. I wouldn't think yeah, so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't Although think so. I do remember uh, when people were taking L-tryptophan. Yep. And yep. Uh, really shouldn't be any downsides to that either. It's just an amino acid. Mm-hmm. But when made in the lab improperly, it caused a rash of people who had this thing called scleroderma. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some of them died from it. It caused scleroderma, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the, it wasn't the tryptophan. It was a they had messed the molecule up. Oh, well. Let me look that up okay. while you're uh, like talking a filler about your part. or something. Yeah, it could have been a filler, or they just didn't uh, produce. You know, it, you're making it in an organic laboratory, basically organic chemistry lab, and you can s- screw it up. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, it was really bad. 
Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so just for insomnia, I've, I've battled insomnia, insomnia my whole life, so I'm, I'm, I know a couple things about it. And uh, a couple of really important things. A, make sure you have a healthy diet. Not a lot of sugars, not a lot of caffeines, yeah. especially late in the day, because that certainly will throw it off. Um, and, and foods that are hard to digest can, can keep you up at night um, because it's bloating, abdominal pain. The other thing is making sure that you don't always focus on knocking yourself out to sleep. But a lot of times what you, do, what you can do to help that sleep is to increase your energy during the daytime, yeah. during your waking hours, making sure you get lots of activity and burn off. Burn off all of the energy you can, so at night you can you can sleep. And um, Tacy, question: Are you going to add to? Oh, I was going to add to whenever okay. you were yeah, done. Yeah. And, and um, I, no, I thought she had a, I thought she was going had fine. a good question, but um, so so I'm not going to ask you a question. <laughs> you can just, you can so, just so the so, finish your thing, yeah, and then so, that means she'll talk. So yeah, so there we go. <laughs> it's okay. So again, at night though, if you're really needing some some sleep. AIDS. Yes. Mag, you know, you hear a lot about magnesium and the magnesium glycinate, which he was speaking of earlier, is a, is, a na- is a wonderful natural muscle relaxer, very easily absorbed, and you don't poop it out like you do mag citrate. So that's one, hmm. one benefit of that. Okay. Um, you'll hear people talk about taking melatonin. I personally love melatonin. Um, but you, you, but you, you'll have people that, that have tried it and didn't have success with it. And sometimes that's because they've taken it improperly. Sometimes melatonins take a long time to break down. So you always want to get a quick-acting one so you don't have to take it three hours before you go to sleep. Is that a gummy? You can. Sometimes it's a gummy. Sometimes it's a, a, a you know sublingual drop. I, I have a really quick-acting uh, capsule that works extremely well. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of the CBD oils and CBD gummies oh, and things like that. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, you you have a conflict of interest on that. <laughs> well, but I, uh, but I also but, will concur. Yeah, but but uh, they have been they have shown to help calm people down. There are some old Chinese herbal medicine formulas if 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 you have someone in your well, sure they had insomnia very, back in ancient very China. Effective. Sure, that's right. They, they worked on this shit for four thousand years. So exactly. what they come up with? Well, in in one of them, I, I actually. That's my stress less formula for Simply Herbals is based off of some of the things they use to help calm people down at night. And one of the things, believe it or not, in the, in the ingredients is oyster shell. It's a cooling natural herb. Really? Ground, yeah, ground up. and so it's calcium though, right? It, it is, but it helps to calm you down at night. Hmm. So my stress less works pretty well. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing is just be really cautious trying to knock yourself out. Right. Be, be really work on all of the other things. And another thing I'll tell you, too. And for, now, let for, me throw this out there. If you take hypnotics to sleep, it, the, there is strong evidence it reduce. I mean, it in, increases all-cause mortality. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason. They don't know why. But if you take hypnotics every night to sleep, mm-hmm. then uh, those people tend to have a lower lifespan. Now, it may just be that people with chronic insomnia mm-hmm. have a lower lifespan anyway. So it right. may not be a cause, but again, a marker. Yeah. yeah, a couple of things real quickly, too, is, Dr. Stephen, is from your perspective, the, the medical, more allopathic perspective mm-hmm. is, you know, for males, I'm a huge fan of making sure testosterone is normal. Yeah. Typically, if testosterone is really low, you don't have as much energy in the daytime. You don't have as, you don't sleep as well at nighttime. Yeah. So, and I can always tell if my testosterone testosterone gets low, I start having poor sleep. Yeah. So I'll do my shot. I Energy in the daytime, I sleep better at night. It makes a huge difference. Well, that's difference. interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it would make sense, you know, just by general rhythms and, and um, you know, hormonal shifts. So just make sure you're medically okay. Yeah. Medically healthy. Yep. Don't exercise too close to sleep yep. time. Yep. Exercise is good, but too close to sleep time, not good. Mm-hmm. The best... I've ever slept was when I would do a river run. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you're expending all of that energy keeping your body uh, temperature up Mm -hmm. because you're immersed in cold water a lot of the times. (laughs) And then you are paddling and just, you know, for your life. But you don't think about getting tired Mm. because if you do and you're on the – uh, the not the Gauley River. God, good Lord, I'm having a senior moment. But oh, the New River, and you end up oh, yeah. in there was a rapids there called uh, Greyhound School Bus, and oh, that's geez. because you could put a Greyhound School Bus in it. Oh wow! And if you got caught in that damn thing, you were going to die. <laughs> so you uh, you don't even think about getting tired until you get off the river and you have a beer or two and you eat something and then you go hit the sack and you'll sleep for 12 hours straight. It's awesome. So getting some exercise 
uh, early in the day, uh, again, like Scott was saying, helping uh, uh, to expend some of that energy. And, you know, your body wants to recuperate after that. I think we're missing a big big part of this as well um, with sleep hygiene. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and these are not fun things. I mean, you know, establishing a regular sleep schedule, using naps with care, not exercising physically too close to bedtime. Right. Limiting worry. Good luck with that. <laughs> Limiting exposure to light in the hours before sleep. Particularly out blue of bed. light. If, yes. you, if you read in bed with your iPad, turn <clears throat> the blue sensors off. They all will do that now. Getting out of bed if sleep does not come. Not using bed for anything but sleep and sex. Or avoiding, just using it just for sleep, right? Yes. Avoiding alcohol as well as nicotine, <laughs> caffeine, and other stimulants. I'm ignoring you. In the hours before bedtime and having a peaceful, comfortable, and dark sleep environment. That is the thing. We have all these um, stupid LEDs on everything. Cover those up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got an uh, ec- you know, Echo... Oh, and now it's turned on. If you have an Alexa in your house that's in your room that you use for an alarm, you can tell it to turn its display off. I hear Beck do that every night. You know, Alexa, turn off your display. And then you can take uh, electrician's tape and cover up some of the just the chargers and stuff that have lights on them. I'm glad they have lights on them so you know they're working but really i can tell if it's working by when i plug something in if it starts charging so you don't really need that but i have one um that is so bright that i can almost read by it oh wow and uh so just covering that stuff up having a dark room because your pituitary wants a light and dark cycle Mm -hmm. and did you you mentioned melatonin right? yes yeah okay yeah Yeah. the melatonin gummies not the pills yeah so and and i and i agree Taste the hygiene is is a huge thing. You know, my whole life, I, I I never could sleep, so I always had a TV in my room and always kept the TV running. Yeah, because you know, I'd lay there just wide eyed, and, and finally, and that a, was why. About, yeah, well, about a year and a half ago, took it out of the, of the bedroom. It's, I thought I could never sleep without a television, but it's like really it's until like, a year and a half ago. Yes, and yeah, I, I thought I had to have it to sleep. And but what did Robin now, think about uh, that? Didn't didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> Tacey used to do that. She used I used to, to do that. I used to have to fall asleep um, with the TV on because she had to have the TV on mm-hmm. and I couldn't have the... back in the day I would read mm-hmm. but to do that when before Kindles and stuff you had to have the lights yeah, on yep, yep. so I went through all these machinations trying to figure out some kind of light that I could have on so I could read that wouldn't keep her up because she couldn't stand it mm. and then I couldn't stand her having the effing TV on mm-hmm. and eventually they came out with Kindles and she started you know listening to meditative music or something instead and now it's you know somewhat better I'm a huge fan of the, <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of the, the med- and we both got BiPAPs and CPAPs <laughs> so we don't snore each other yeah we enough. don't oh, snore geez. each other out we're you, you we're two, a you're like an old old old, old I couple. mean it's ridiculous yeah well, that is old. funny all right, very good. I think we hit that. Cool, one. yeah. Thank you. It's a good look. Excellent guys. question. Here's another one from the fluid family. Hey, Steve. I'd like to remain nameless, but okay. I have a question about urine therapy. Is there any um, real science supporting this, or is it just nope. uh, a hoax? Yep. Because <laughs> I hear that um, urine it has some sort of coating that. When when you drink Coding. it, it tells your body what you may or may not. No, it, it, if you drink urine, it tells your body that you're on the middle of the ocean and you're getting ready to die <laughs> and you're desperate. That's right. Um, You've run it off. Like, right. ran out of like water. for your immune system and stuff. Anyways, nope. figured I'd ask. Thank you. Bye. Look, I, I have an open mind and I've looked this up before and I, there's no data anywhere. There's a lot of anecdotal stuff. There, and they'll say, well, you're reclaiming vitamins. Well, you're, you're not, though. Here's the thing. The vitamins that you piss out are mostly B vitamins and vitamin C. A, D, E, and K are all vitamins that are fat-soluble. Right. Water-soluble. All, all the rest of them are water-soluble. And if you don't need them, you piss them out. Right. So if you drink your urine, you are drinking 
your own urine and you're still going to piss. Right. (laughs) And you're not going to gain any vitamins because your body pissed them out because you didn't need them. And you're probably going to piss them out a second time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You you still don't need them. (laughs) Yes. And you're just, oh, it's, don't do that. Now, uh, having said that, there are some uses for urine. Sure. Um, if people and but there's an easier way to do it. If people have dry, crusty feet, sometimes they'll piss on their feet. <laughs> That's so gross. And what it, what it is, the urea yeah. in in the uh, urine actually acts as a softener. So it's a keratolytic. It will um, um, in. Um, hmm. It will increase the maceration of the tissues, and when you get too far, the, the tissues turn white and, mm-hmm. and get you know weird looking yep. and pruney. But um, we use urea cream to soften toenails. Mm-hmm. We get if we're going to take a toenail off, we'll have somebody put urea cream on the toenail for like a week until they, and then they come in and it'll soften it up so we can so we can burr it down or whatever. Hmm. And uh, urea cream is sold. Uh, I don't think they extract it from urine. It's probably, hopefully, made in the um, uh, in the laboratory. But they'll make that, uh, you know, as a skin mo- moisturizer or a skin mm-hmm. softener if you got big thick calluses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pregnant mare's urine is used in the past to make estrogen. Right. So they would take a pregnant mare and catheterize them. These poor animals, good Lord, you know, just trying to carry a baby around. And you got these idiots catheterizing them. And they would collect the urine and it would have tons of estrogen in it. And then you could you could uh, extract it from the urine and put it in pills and right. and make women take it when and they went through menopause. Yeah. took it. Yeah. yeah, but you don't drink the... Premarin. <laughs> you don't drink the urine. Yeah. Right. You could just put your mouth to the faucet, I guess. <laughs> but wouldn't you rather just take a pill? Yeah, I think pilling a little bit, a little bit less messy. It's a great question, though. <laughs> if I ever find any positive benefit to urine therapy... Then I will uh, absolutely. Maybe if you get stung by a jellyfish, oh, urine, no, no, urine, no. urine therapy is good. Yes. <laughs> Pissing on wounds and stuff is totally fine. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. no problem. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Now, this is That's another insomnia. Hey, Dr. Question. Steve. It's Dennis in Indiana. Hey, Dennis. Sleepless in Indiana. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I've tried Ambien and uh, all those other uh, latest, greatest sleeping pills. They don't work. Uh, back on Trazodone, which barely works, but uh, just wondering what you recommend for an insomnia or something yep. uh, natural or well, something, uh, That's an interesting question today. Uh, was, both of those came in within minutes of each other. Hmm. Uh, um Trans, let's just talk about trazodone for a second, because Dennis, I think we covered a lot of the natural stuff and it's, uh, sleep hygiene, and if you are wound up. During the day, and you, you lay down, and your hip mind is just racing. I do highly recommend the Trip app, T R I P P, right. for Oculus. Every one that I've tried it on has all said I would buy that, and some of them have gone out and bought it. And every single one that's tried it has had a stress level that was higher before they did it than after, and it's ten minutes. Right. It's basically a three D. Uh, uh, virtual environment where you learn breathing and uh, breathing techniques and meditative techniques. And it's not, I mean, it is, it is new agey, but it's also, well, I guess what's more new age than virtual reality. I mean, it's in a virtual reality environment. It is the coolest damn thing. We did it on Bobby Kelly and he literally fell asleep within minutes, seconds, sitting, sitting in a chair. I mean, we had to catch him. That was crazy. Mm. I've put people who were crawling out of their skin on the trip app, and um, and they all have 100%. I mean, it's 100% effective. Wow. So it's amazing. So that that's something. And the other thing is, for me, and this is just me, I have my Kindle, and uh, well, I have an iPad with a Kindle app on it. Who cares? Why did I? Why did I have to go through so much detail? Um, but I have my reading device, and I've got the blue phosphors turned off, 
with black background with white letters so that it's not just light going into my into my eyes. Mm-hmm. And as I'm reading, uh, it kind of sets my brain into neutral because you're paying attention to the reading. You're not worrying about all the things that you're worried about. And reading is one of those things. I think it's underestimated as a mindfulness technique. Well, as a meditation technique, because you're actually turning off your brain. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about other stuff. You're just focusing on that, on what's on the page. It's just like a big, long mantra in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that puts me right to sleep. If I'm worried about something or if I wake up and it's like, oh, God, I've only got four hours to sleep. And then I've only got three hours. I just pick up my book. And then within a few minutes, I'm asleep. Again. Well, you, well, you know why that, uh, I, I think why that works like that is because your brain at night compartmentalizes things really well. Well, and when when you've got a lot going on, you're not compartmentalizing things well. So you're too scattered. Yeah. So I think that kind of brings you back to focus. And, yeah. And that's why I think the meditation is is so important because it teaches you to to allow those thoughts to go through your brain without focusing on them or without yeah. fighting them. Yeah. And just allows you to accept them and and hopefully conk out and go to sleep. What's kind of has it just reminds me of this idea. That when they changed the liturgy to English, that it decreased the value for some people of going to, uh, a, you know, a religious service mm-hmm. like Catholic Mass or Episcopal Mass or whatever. That when it was in Latin, the people that were there didn't understand Latin. And so it was just became a meditative thing because their brain was just goes into a different state. But then when they changed it to English, all of a sudden your brain is engaging oh. with it. And that engagement actually decreases the value for some people of attaining a sort of uh, different altered state of being, you know, you know, a religious fervor kind of thing. So that's kind of interesting. All right. Um, we get that one? Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. Let's toss that into the old trash. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Oh, Tacey, this is one for you. Hey, Dr. Steve, got a question for you. Um, I'm a normal every morning after my coffee, take a poop kind of guy every single day, like clockwork. However, if I'm traveling away from my house, especially uh, if I'm going camping, I can't poop. I get constipated or blocked up, barely go until I get back home. Is this some weird survival thing? Is there something I'm eating? What do you think, Dr. Steve? Thanks. That's Bye. a great question. It is a great question. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that your colon and your intestines understand that you're not in a safe place yeah. to go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I have nothing else to say about it. I mean, you know, you can take, what, Miralax with you and sure, sure. try that and see if that helps. But if you don't want to do it the day you're going to fly, the night no. before you're going to fly. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I take No a- one wants to shit no. in the air. I mean, well, the airport's okay, but in, on a plane... Or toilet. a bus or, or a, a bus. tray. Oh, God, <laughs> no. And no one wants you to shit in there. No. That's the thing. Hey, I've got a great story. We, we, were, we were playing at Western Kentucky, and we had a guy named Chris Turner who went on the big leagues with the Yankees. He uh, made a deposit in the back of our bus about halfway home from Houston one day. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so awful that <laughs> that the bus driver pulled the bus over and dumped it into the into the dra- the drainage system beside the oh my god just, and then put it and then we hop back up and got Did back to the dinner say hell yeah it helped thank God it was awful <laughs> I hope and he's yeah there's nothing worse than being on a bus going to oh, Albuquerque or mama. something and you go back there and somebody just shit all over the oh. seat and all over the place. God. It's so, oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. I mean, there are medications if you're chronically constipated, but yeah. I I think if it's, what what do the, they call that? Just if you're traveling? Well, they, yeah, there's, you've, you've always heard of traveler's diarrhea, but yes. the traveler's constipation too is the yeah. same. And I think you're right. I think you're just, you're not comfortable. Yeah. You're not where you want to be. You don't, you know, maybe the noises around you are weird or you, you're afraid somebody else is. In the woods? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Or, a, you know, so or a maybe. Plane. It's disgusting. We're hardwired because the saber tooth tigers are, you know, we don't know where they are. Mm hmm. And, but uh, I think Miralax might be a good fit. Yep, absolutely. Or a Docalex every now and then, not consistently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just um, 
Yeah. Well, sleep disruptions, or you change time zones, sure. that oh, can yeah. do it. Sure. There was a study in the National uh, or in the Journal of Neurogastroenterology and Motility it said poor sleep affects bowel function. And that was an internet survey of patients with chronic constipation focused on correlations between sleep quality, symptoms, severity, and quality of life. And uh, people who traveled just reported that. They don't really have a lot to say other than, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking at an article that says, before your trip, consider probiotics. I think this is idiotic advice. Couldn't hurt to take a probiotic supplement or eat yogurt with live cultures before you hit the road. Actually, yogurt can cause constipation, so you got to be careful. You need to know how this stuff affects you. Um, But uh, then they say, for best results, get into the habit of consuming kimchi... Uh, sauerkraut tempeh or yogurt for at least a few days before you leave home and continue throughout your time. Well, it doesn't sound like a vacation to be eating sauerkraut. And another good point is... You got to know how the Miralax affects you. You just oh, don't yeah. want to take it. Don't just it go buy it. And then take it on a trip. Right. Because right. then you may end up on a plane having Ugh. to go to the bathroom. Those plane toilets. Mm-hmm. They're, They're awesome. the worst. They're not bad in first class, though. Oh, really? Oh, yes. oh. Hmm. Well, please tell us more. Quiet. Oh, uh, wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. Um, quite <laughs> peaceful and... Well, wouldn't yeah. be a bad place to take a dump. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, not that I would, but I mean, it's just it's just so clean compared to back in the back. Really? Yeah. Oh, with those people in coach, you the mean? Poor coach. God, <laughs> the worst. I've gotten lucky and gotten upgraded a, a few yeah, times well, just, here lately. Yeah. And yes, it, we do not just, pay for first class. It's just what luck, happens when you become but, retired? Um, you, you get to magically move to first class, Dr. <laughs> Steve. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I always <laughs> request it, and I didn't get it last time, and I was like, damn it. Yeah, she only got Comfort Plus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they have to use the same shitter as everybody else. Lord and lady, douche your bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> so nice. <laughs> I'm just going to take, I'm going to edit that to just say lady douche bag. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy talks about how fancy she is. I'm Let me see if fancy. I can make it do that. Hang on a second. Hang on. And lady, do she back. <laughs> close. Close. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Dr. Scott, here's a good one. Casey, Dr. Scott. Hey, hey. Hi. This is Chuck from Ohio. Hey. Hey, I have a question for you. When uh, I went to my primary care physician, um, he did my PSA test. And um, he shows my number trending upwards, not to the action level yet, but um, I am just turned 60, and I was just wondering what I can do to try to lower my PSA results. Appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate all the work you've done on your podcast, too. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, going through COVID, I think Casey, Casey asked a lot of good questions. Yeah, she no sure problem. did. So thank you very much. Held my Bye. feet to the fire. I think he was calling from uh, inside of a hyperbaric chamber. (laughs) So do you got any natural methods to lower your PSA or to prevent elevation of your PSA? I've got a couple. Well, I think I think it's a couple things. You have to you have to start early and maintain healthy prostate habits forever. Like Like what? The soft daily bowel movements. None none of the hard American Hmm. stools that rub and irritate the prostate for years. Um, it does help to evacuate your prostate on a regular basis. Mm. Yeah, so Excellent. You, know, you can have help or you can do it alone, whatever yep. whatever serves you, you're, you're the best. I think they probably figured that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it certainly there, I think, I think having a, a really well-balanced diet full of full of appropriate Ooh, supplements are go. good. Yeah. Give thyself a bell. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. I was waiting it. for somebody to say diet changes. Yeah. How do I know about a PSA? That's totally unfair. Right. Well, we've got some. Fat. One baby, one a zip. We, I'm sure we Suck have some over, ovary <laughs> questions that you can weigh in on here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, healthy diet, more fruits and vegetables may result in lower PSA levels, and it may, may just make you feel better all, all over the place. Um, and exercise, mm-hmm. obesity, 
contributes to a lot of problems, including problems with prostate. So exercise and weight loss, you may get benefit. These are all may. Managing stress, you cannot separate mind from body, so we're going to say that on everything. And there is some data that show a positive link between aspirin use and prostate health. Now, one thing I'm interested in is uh, shrinking the prostate, and there are a couple of ways that you can do that if somebody's got a big, meaty prostate. And uh, one is using uh, finasteride. Mm And um, finasteride, it blocks testosterone at the level of the um, uh, hair follicle and at the level of the prostate. So it can result in a smaller prostate. I'm interested to see if there's any data, if there is um, uh, a correlation between taking finasteride and prostate cancer. Because that's what he's worried about. We don't care what your PSA is if you never have prostate cancer or have bladder outflow obstruction. What we're really interested in is preventing morbidity and mortality. Mm-hmm. So that would be, are you looking that up? No. Oh, you, well, I'd say, okay. So I said, I would be very interested. <laughs> and then you went and started typing on your keyboard. I'm like, hey, Scott's checking, them, checking no, that out. hell no. I'm talking to fluid family. Oh, for sake. Okay. Check an email. Um, and then Tacey's checking email. Good Lord. Okay. So will you make a note of that? Yes, and sir. I'll check that to see. And the, one of the other things that may be beneficial, may, and I'm going to look for data on that for next show, hard data, is this saw palmetto stuff. I had um, uh, urologists tell me that saw palmetto is as effective as uh, finasteride for some patients. Yes. And that may, does that translate into uh, decreased morbidity and mortality? I don't know the answer to that, but I want hard numbers before I recommend it. Um, yeah, and, Go ahead. And, you know, being a supplement, they may not have the the extensive research that they would for a pharmaceutical medication, a prescription medication. Yeah. Um, but there are a number of really good supplements out there, um, and you can find them all over the Internet, that, that, that I have seen work extremely well for prostatitis and swollen prostates. Well, here's something from Western New York Urology Associates. They said studies show sal palmetto is equally effective for reducing uh, symptoms of benign prostatic hypertrophy, which would be uh, peeing in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, more than three or four times, nocturia, we call that, or bladder outflow obstruction and other symptoms. It says it has one meaningful advantage. It leaves PSA levels unchanged. So my hypothesis, at least according to these studies, is not good, that it may reduce the symptoms of benign prostatic hypertrophy, but it doesn't necessarily change the size of the prostate or the amount of PSA that's removed or released. So, But I will look for, look for that. Okay. And uh, if I find something really interesting, we'll make a little topic out of it next time. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Oh, this is a really good question. Hi, Dr. Steve, Stacy, Dr. Scott. This hey. is from Ohio again. Okay. Hey, um, I was just catching up on your prior podcast where you were discussing dreams. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a person who only really remembers their dreams if I'm suddenly awakened. But a few years back, my cardiologist put me on a beta blocker, uh, metropol- metoprolol. metoprolol, yes. And um, I started remembering all my dreams, so that was waking up. And uh, and after a while, I decided not to keep on that drug anymore. I took a stopped off it, and I stopped remembering my dreams. Yep. I wonder if you know anything about this. I know this is a mental one, but uh, just kind of curious if uh, what's going on there. Yeah. And if you have any. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, dreams are complex. The brain is complex. And when you have medications that cross the blood-brain barrier, some of them might affect your dreams. And it turns out metoprolol is one of them. As a matter of fact, hmm. beta blockers are one of the most common medications that uh, can cause disturbed dreaming, vivid dreams. And about one-third of people that have nightmares are taking beta blockers. Hmm. Now, I have nightmares every once in a while, but it's always I, I smoked a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and then I woke up or I murdered somebody and then I'm just hanging around with people. You know, hey, how's it going, Steve? You know, blah, blah. And I know I murdered somebody and the net is getting closer and everybody's going to find out. 
Mm-hmm. And then I wake up in a cold sweat going, thank God that you was You know, a dream. I take that medication, and that's interesting. You take metoprolol? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you do? That is yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and so I can never find anything in my dream, and it's very disturbing. It's You wouldn't think it would be so disturbing, but... Where's my car? Oh, but that's oh, where's my hairbrush. That's oh, no. one of your things, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. Tacy sometimes, particularly back in the day, would at midnight go, "Oh my God, where are my keys?" and then start pawing through everything. And I'd hear, shur, 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 shur. "It's like, what are you doing? I can't find my keys." And it's and then she would get mad at me if I didn't help her. And I think some of this was ambient. Well, probably <laughs> ambient did a lot of stuff to me, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, but now and, that's interesting. So that's kind of your thing is if you can't find something, it causes you a lot of anxiety. Yeah, so that's that, that's pretty much my dream pattern. I'm having a decent day, but and I always remember I remember pretty well, and well, you, and I lose shit, and then I go nuts, and then I never find it, and I wake up. And right. Were you taking that stuff when you were having your hypnopompic episodes? You probably were. No. No, you weren't. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so uh, yeah, I th- that hmm, just changing the beta blocker can change the dream pattern. So there are other beta blockers. Uh, I wouldn't use propranolol anymore. It's a little bit just too too. It's the one of the fir- well, it is the first beta blocker basically. But there's bisoprolol. Um, uh, carvedilol, there's other ones. Uh, Lobetalol. Now it didn't affect my blood pressure very much. Is that Typical of a beta blocker. I mean, it really didn't bring it down. Like, why are you taking it? Well, because for blood pressure. Well, then no, it's ineffective. Then, (laughs) (laughs) but but now that plus plus the losartan Uh, together. But I wonder if you need the beta blocker. I don't know. I mean, but then talk to me about how beta blockers can help with um, anxiety and things. Right. Well, one of the things that they do is decrease the uh, tone to the heart from the autonomic nervous system. So it actually slows down the heart. It decreases your uh, decreases epinephrine response and those kinds of things. So it can blunt the physical manifestations of anxiety. I think that the reason I was on it was because my whatchamajigger was high. Your whatchamajigger? Yeah, the thing where your, you put your they put on your finger. Pulse. Pulse, pulse ox. Oh, your yeah. pulse ox was high. Oh, you were, no, you were hyperventilating. No, not pulse ox, but just the pulse. So just oh. your pulse rate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it will decrease pulse rate. Okay. And it actually is, it can make like runners that are on a beta blocker will hit a wall faster because they can't maximally exercise anymore mm-hmm. because of the Data blocker, so. And Synthroid increases, right, your pulse rate. That is correct. So. That is correct. Uh, well, if what you're taking do? the proper amount of, uh, you know, thyroid hormone, it shouldn't increase pathologically. If it's pathologically high, then you're taking too much Synthroid. You will take that out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> She loves her Synthroid. I do love my Crazier than hell. Okay, before we go, let's uh, do one more here. Let's see. Let's try this one. Dr. Steve. Yes. Matt from Charleston. Hey, Matt. Just read a clickbaity article about Gwyneth Paltrow and how she uh, uses rectal ozone therapy. She's a genius. And uh, this apparently introduces medical-grade ozone gas directly into the colon via the rectum of an individual. Mm-hmm. And this individual is Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> uh, what the heck is that about? Is that helping? Is that some weird stuff that celebrities do that doesn't really do anything? Yes, yes and no. That's the problem with this stuff, is they people like her, uh, and I'm sure she's a delightful person, but people like her um, will latch on to stuff like this because there there are there is some data on colonic ozone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's known to kill bacteria. It exerts toxic effects on human tissues, but it's used for treatment of diseases like inflammatory bowel disease in some European countries. And uh, it's really been unexplored when it comes to the data. So I'm looking at the effect of ozone on colonic epithelial cells in um, a Karumi Medical Journal. I don't know what this journal is. And um, 
they said uh, that they found intrarectal administration of ozone gas-induced transient, meaning short-lived, colonic epithelial cell damage characterized by the impairment of cell survival pathways involved in DNA replication, cell cycle, and mismatch repair. Oh, so it killed. So, say. well, okay. So what they're saying is it killed colonic, um, you know, cells that lie in the colon. But it said the damaged cells were rapidly extruded from the epithelial layers, meaning sloughed off, and appeared to immediately stimulate turnover of the epithelial layer of the colon. Epithelial layer of the colon is just the inner lining, that really active layer. Therefore, it is possible ozone gas is able to trigger damaged-induced rapid regeneration of intestinal epithelial cells. So they don't give what the concentrations were they don't give shit and so that's the problem i have you got gwyneth how is she generating ozone and what concentration is she shoving up her ass yeah because excessive amounts of ozone are kill you yes now uh there are um here's the effect of ozone therapy on the healing of colonic anastomosis this is where when you uh resect someone's part of someone's colon when you attach the two ends together that is called uh reanastomosis and uh this they did this on rats and they said um let me see uh conclusion ozone therapy had a beneficial eth- effect on anastomotic healing of the colon in the presence of peritonitis so there are some things that they'll study going forward yeah. here's one on ozone therapy in cancer patients for uh let me see i had it here Okay, here we go. Oxygen ozone therapy as support and palliative therapy in 50 cancer patients with fatigue. A short report. And this is from, it doesn't even say what journal it's in. Oh, the European uh, Review of Medical and Pharmacologic Science. And they um, gave uh, 50 patients with cancer and fatigue. Uh, uh, were treated with auto-hemotransfusion, uh, according to blah, 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 protocols, two times a week for a month. So they, what they did was they took their blood out, treated it with ozone, and then shoved it back in them, it looks like. And it says here that the preliminary data demonstrate ozone therapy was valid supportive therapy for fatigue in cancer patients. Now, there's no placebo, so just... You know, this is not it's very almost just fifty anecdotal uh, 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 events. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, here's does ozone alleviate AIDS diarrhea? The result of the series suggests that medical ozone administered by rectal insufflation is simple, safe, and effective. Hmm. So there you go, and that kind of makes sense in the light of that other study that showed that. Uh, the um, ozone caused rapid turnover of, of colonic uh, mucous membrane cells, and if they were damaged, then um, you know that might improve the function of the colon. So I think there may be something there, but just doing it just to do it, yeah. you know, if she doesn't have irritable bowel syndrome or something else, well, what she thinks she's doing with this? She's That's doing my issue. goop. Yeah, she's, goop. Yeah, she's goop, doing goop. Goop can Lots kiss of people my follow ass. goop. Scorn and defiance. Slight regard. There you go. Well, that's what I say. You know what else so, I say to Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow? Can you please stop bullshitting? Yeah, so anyway. Mm. Or uh, maybe a little more forceful. You are a liar, actress. Go the f*** out. <laughs> she is an actress. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Davide. So, all right. Yes. Ugh. I, so I don't know. Maybe there's some. Maybe we're studying and moving forward. Yes, yeah. it's worth yeah, yeah, looking yeah, sure. at. I mean, ozone is easy to produce. It is uh, extremely uh, effective at killing cells, and some cells need to be killed. But it is non-specific. You know. So um, if you have cancer and someone's offering you ozone. For your cancer, um, I would decline very um, 
very uh, gracefully, but I would still decline because it's going to probably kill other um, cells as well. Mm-hmm. All right? Yep. All right, well, let's get out of here. Thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thanks to everyone who made this show happen over the years. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemails and topic ideas make this job very easy. And shout out to the Fluid family in our YouTube channel chat. (laughs) Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. See you guys.